Hey there, green future growers. Thanks for joining us today. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or your favorite Android app. And let's get growing. Welcome to the Green Organic Gardener podcast. Today is Friday, May 22nd, and I have the most awesome guest on the line, and you guys are going to love it, and I feel bad because we were chatting about the school thing, and now we're down to 20 minutes left because she is from a company called SoilKit.com, and they sent Mike and I a sample soil kit that was so cool. I made videos of me using it. We got the results back already. It is the coolest thing. I know you guys are going to love it, and here today, a rock star millennial, to talk to us is Christina. I don't even know your last name. I'm sorry, but no, I want to be quiet and it's all about you. Welcome, Christina. Hey, thanks. That was such a fantastic, actually, like probably the greatest introduction I've ever had. So thank you. Okay, so quick thing just about myself and then to tell you about the product. So my name is Christina Warner McKinnis. I am a mom of four. Yes, I was born in the 80s. Um, fascinating uh, fact about me. Fun fact. Uh, my family has been farming for over a hundred years. I'm a fifth generation farmer. I ha- just got my bicentennial membership for the state of Alabama. I am very proud to be a farmer. I love raising kids to do farming. And my passion, if you were to tell me my hobby, number one would be politics. Number two would be international ag. I'm fascinated about traveling to different countries all over the world and learning about it. And just as a tidbit, the most fascinating country I've ever been to with organic farming is Cuba. Hands down, most fascinating organic practice farming I've ever seen, hands on. So um, that's my hobby, those are my passions. And now to tell you about Soil Kit. So since the family is farmers, my dad is the Warner company. So it's warner.com, W-E-R-N-E-R. And he has sod farms all over Hawaii, Colorado, Southeast. He grows everything from avocados to cacao to turf grass. And in doing so, I kept having homeowners come in and saying, something's wrong with my citrus tree. Something's wrong with my lawn. Something's wrong with my garden. What should I be doing? And it's just like a doctor. Um, You know, you can come in for a well checkup, but the doctor wants to take a look at your blood results. So when they come in and there's a diagnostic conversation, I I literally turn to it and I go, what is your last um, soil sample? What did it look like? And you know, they homeowners hear of a soil sample, but the process was difficult for a homeowner to understand. So what I did is I asked dad to do this project. I said, listen, I just want to make this a digital process. It's too difficult for the homeowners to understand. Let's try to make this pain point out of the marketplace. It's the most important test they can do. So we, um, I aligned with a, uh, not only a very talented person, but Michael Raines, he was doing tech for the medical industry. And I said, listen, you know, you can do this for tech. You can definitely do this for dirt. So come on, let's get this project off the ground. And Michael Raines paired the agronomy and farming and chemistry and all of the technical side with his engineering and development and digital side. And so now we have rolled out soil kit. And it turned out to be a much more extensive project than we originally bit off when we did it. So right now we do lawn and gardens. So um, so you get soil kit and what you do is it comes in the mail and you can buy it with or without a trowel. 
So if, you know, with you guys, probably your podcasters, everybody has a trowel and you get the kit. And the number one thing you should do is register your kit. That's the number one step, register your kit. And so during that process, everything will be populated to you. So you'll get a Google satellite image. Let's say that you're not in a raised bed garden. Let's say you're just out there gardening directly in the soil land. You will go drop the pins and calculate the square feet with Google satellite imagery. And then we will click confirm and a little tutorial video will be there. And um, go take your four samples from a 10,000 square foot area. And when you're gardening, I need it to be at least four inches deep. You know, grass will reside around two to four inch level, but gardens definitely go to the four inch level with the root system. And then take the soil at that level, put it into the line and raise the red flag. Everything is included. The test is already ordered and everything. So all you really have to do is put in your information and then the lab knows the second it gets there, hey, this is Jackie, it's a garden. Um, I know what test, we're gonna go to basic three test here, not just a basic test, but we do a B3 test. And then the lab will cut it open and they bake that soil overnight. And then the next day comes out, they run it through all these different machines and really impressive equipment that they have there, top of the line. It's a nationwide, it's a third party. We use uh, another lab. We actually use the same lab that our farms use, um, the farmer uses. And so then at that point, they populate and digitize. They throw all of that information up into the cloud. The cloud comes and talks to ours, and then we put it into a beautiful customer dashboard to give you all your results. Um, and we can do organic. Jackie, actually, your test, we didn't have you as set up as organic, but we do organic. And um, pretty much, it's just a really quick, easy way to do a soil sample. We really know the importance of it. Um, and we really wanted to make it as painless as possible for the homeowner to do. And it could not have been more painless. Like people send me things and like they sit on my shelf. I got that packet and I was down in the garden filling that little thing up and had it mailed within like an hour. It was so easy. And I love, but that's not just an ordinary trowel. That is a really nice trowel. And didn't it say something about it? It helps to keep from contaminating. But I suppose if you had a trowel, you could wash it off and clean it before you do it if you just don't need another trowel. Um, well, you know, like galvanized trowels have heavy metals and other things on it. So the stainless steel is a clean trowel. So there's no heavy metal contaminants in it. And it was just so easy. And I loved putting it in a paper bag. Like that's always kind of been my big hang up. Like I've always thought, I don't know why mentally I would put it in a glass jar. And then it was the whole mailing of the glass jar thing that has held me back from getting a soil test all these years, because it has been recommended on my show so many times how important the soil test is. Um, you know, anybody who's a farmer, a market farmer comes on and talks about it, but also, you know, it, it, it can make such a big difference. And so Oh, really, anyway really you're the ease of how easy it was like the funny thing is what did i struggle with i couldn't get into the dashboard like they sent me the thing and i don't know why like and so um but somehow then it just popped the next morning so uh let's go back to you and like um and and what's the next step so people get their soil test and then what are the tell us what do the results tell you so like say for instance um you're an organic farmer. I, we, we have like the Espoma products. 
So let's say there's a garden center, uh, ABC Garden Center, and they purchase soil kit and they carry it in the store. So what will happen then is that customer dashboard would populate with ABC Garden Center's logo at the top, the website, the address, the phone number. And so it, when the customer gets back, it's not just, okay, here's your problems, but it connects the problems to the solutions. So the fancy part of the whole backside is we take the chemistry analysis and recommendations from the lab and we align them to the guaranteed analysis that's on the back of the nutrition product. So I marry those two results together. So when the homeowner goes back into ABC Garden Center, they know exactly. So let's say this is for their lawn and it's Espoma lawn food. They will know how many pounds of Espoma lawn food to use. Not only that, but I'll have it broken down by how many bags. So even the store personnel, if they look at it, they say, okay, well, you need two bags of the Espoma lawn food. And so they go grab that. So we try to make it even broken down by the pounds. Um, and then like I said, let's say there's a lime issue with the garden. Um, you'll know exactly. And one point I need to bring out about liming, sometimes people can't go and till the lime into the soil. So we actually get some really low pHs. I've seen 4.3 and I've seen some pHs come back where you need 500 pounds of lime for that area. Well, sometimes you can't always go till it in. And so we even kind of help the, the homeowner understand, hey, I want you to put down X amount and then do this every six months and kind of begin that spoon feeding of the lime to bring the pH. Because sometimes you just can't go dump things out because it'll wash off and go into the watershed. So it's important that we be mindful of not only the optimal plant uptake, but also take in consideration the environmental effects that if it's not utilized by the plant, we don't want it washing off into the watershed. I love all of this because that is so important and that, and that can happen a lot. Yes. Yes. Um, it, it's, it's, it's concerning because I don't know if you follow too much, but there are 13 states that feed into the Mississippi river that go into the Gulf of Mexico. So I'm in Alabama and I'm at the very southern tip of the Gulf of Mexico. And we've had the largest dead zone we've ever had, which is drastically affecting the seafood industry and others. And it goes back to if homeowners, gardeners, farmers would just start with a soil sample. Let's not only do what's best for your plant, but let's be mindful that there's an environment out there too we should be protecting. Well, that's why we changed our name to the Green Organic Gardener Podcast and not just the Organic Gardener Podcast. I call my listeners Green Future Growers because we're not just about growing the biggest vegetables. There's plenty of places you can learn that. We're about growing a whole organic oasis and, and teaching our neighbors and growing things to help the environment and just creating, um, you know, a sustainable planet for Mother Earth and things. So this is just right up our alley. Um. I wanted to look at, I had my results open. So, um, it talks about like, there's, it tells you like, see, this is what the things like, what is VH and H? Like it's got phosphorus, the abbreviation, the result, and then it says rating VH. And then some, it says H. Yes. Yeah, so we have like, ha we have high categories. Oh, we have very high categories. So it's things you should be mindful of like, okay, you're high, but now when you get into very high, number one, let's talk about phosphorus. 
So, okay, here's average. Cause you know, phosphorus can be a bad thing, a really bad thing. Um, and it is one of the most regulated items in a fertilizer. So let's take that. Okay. So you're very high. Do you realize how many people go out and just go get a 13, 13, 13? So let's say yes. that phosphorus is there. <laughs> let's even compound the issue that the pH is either too low or too high. So not only is it locked up, then you go put down 13, 13, 13. And so you're very high. Your pH has locked it up and you're going to throw more down at it. So number one, you're compounding the problem. You're spending money and time on the problem and you're making the problem worse. So it's important that you really take into consideration that when you go and fix these problems and take care of things, that you're behind the right product for the right reason and doing the right thing, the right rate at the, you know, and even more so the right time. So we had kind of a little bit of a thing with mine because what, like why it said they recommend lawn food. <laughs> like what, what is that? Like, so I sent you one of my generic sample kits. I didn't oh. send you, I didn't send you, uh, my other So was this going to be different if it's for a garden yeah, and a lawn? So for instance, let's say we have a kit that is a green, we can actually customize you, Jackie, a green organic kit. And it, everyone that purchases this kit can purchase a Jackie kit and they will all be written to organic, uh, an organic food. And so for this one, this one was specifically written. When you look at the front side of it, I can call it Jackie gold fertilizer, but on the back side is nothing more than NPK and the micro guaranteed analysis. And so you married to that guaranteed analysis on the back side of it. So, so sorry. So, but it does, because the analysis is the same. So we just have to apply it to a garden thing. Like it's not going to like, we're still very high in phosphorus, potassium, yes, magnesium, yes. all those things. Right. Yes. So for instance, let's and then what I'm curious, so, cause I'm so curious, like he's so very high and high, like nothing is adequate. <laughs> so what do we do about turning these things around? And then it said we should add nitrogen. Like, is that right still? Or that would be if it was a lawn? No, no, uh, no. You actually married to nitrogen. The garden is going to want to eat. It's a growing season garden. It wants to eat nitrogen as it's growing. And then, um, so let's use the example, let's say this soil kit is aligned to, it's funny because plants don't see the brand on the bag, that what they, what they see is an NPK and all of the micros. So a lot of the times what's in the marketplace right now is people will label palm food or rose food or lawn food or garden food. But inside, when the plant receives those nutrients, they can't tell if that was a lawn food on the bag or or a garden food. But um, what they see is like a 900 and, um, or a 0060, and they utilize it from that chemistry analysis. So let's say if we had a Jackie one, and what, what would you say, Jackie, is one of your favorite? Do you like um, Espoma? What kind of organic fertilizer is your favorite? You know, I do like that Espoma. If I buy something, that's generally what I buy. Yes. Okay, so what we Partly do because it's at our stores, but it's it's the thing that we've liked the most. I mean, mostly we use compost or chicken manure. We rarely buy any kind of fertilizer. Okay, 
Okay. So in that case, you would definitely want to make sure your soil kit has the right pH so it's optimizing all of the compost that's there and the nutrients there. Um, but let's say, for instance, that you were aligning, because of, of you're at a store, you're aligning to Espoma, which is a marketplace product. Your results would come back and you could even say, hey, you'd call me up and you say, hey, Christina, these are my Jackie soil kits. I want you to customize them. But when you, you could, you could say when it displays into my listener's dashboard, I want it to say Jackie's favorite fertilizer and then uh, Espoma, you know, and we put it in there. But on the backside on our system, we would go take that guaranteed analysis, 900, and then all of the micros, put it into our system so that when your results come back from your listeners, all of it populates to tell us exactly how much of that Espoma product to recommend to them. And this is just gold. Um, where do my show notes So Jackie, now? how often do you okay. do a soil sample? We have never done it before. This is our first one because like I said, it's always been like this thing to me, like put in a glass jar and have to mail the glass jar. And like, even though I love the United States post office and think it's amazing, I can mail a letter to my mom in for 44 cents. Or like I sent my book to Florida for $3 to this person for a thank you note. And it was there in like two days because it went media mail and uh -huh. just... But the thought of filling something with a glass jar with dirt and taking it to the post office and trying to find a box and having to put it in the mail and figuring out where to send it, because I am always confused about that part. And then I have talked to extension agents who are like, if you send it away, then I'll walk you through the results because what you're seeing is exactly what people say. We get the results back and like, still I'm looking at my results and I don't understand. Like the calcium number is like 5,000, but what should a calcium number be? And, um, so we have never done it before. Yeah. Isn't it fascinating? It really is kind of like getting a blood test back from your doctor. Oh, it's so and cool. You look back and you go and you should see the anomalies that I get throughout the United States. And everyone says, oh, well, I ca you know, you'll be in a, a, well, I'm surrounded by farming families. Okay. So it's funny. I'm gonna tell you a quick story about my parents' family. I had one farming family who, of course, the, you know, there's like four, but I had one farming family who did not do soil samples and they had a formula for what they did. I'm going to do two tons of lime per acre and this is how you do it. And this is how it's always been done. And that's how I'm going to do it. And my dad started doing soil sampling in the seventies and he has done it ever since. And we do thousands a year on the farm. And he says, we get 30% higher production using less product and, a, and he said, all because we start with one simple test. And it is, it does, it drastically changes everything. It is something Everybody that is a, been a gardener for a long time or runs a market farm or a CSA or whatever on my show is always recommending. You have to do a soil test. Yes, you really do. It's, it is very much like going to a doctor's office and he does a well checkup and he says, okay, now let's go look at your blood to see if you're iron deficient or, you know, what have you. It is the exact same thing. And the and so number one question my listeners have told me, especially Alan Denko, he's in my head on every single episode. Jackie, remember what your listeners want to know is how to be more productive and a 30% higher production rate is just gold golden seeds you are dropping golden seeds and i won't interrupt anymore but no no it's not only that you're very right it's about being productive 
but it's also about, okay, identify the problem, but provide a solution. You know, don't just tell me I have a problem, identify the solution. And then even more so we can, because of all of the engineering and the technical side of it, we can even link it back to a store to find the product solution or a place to go to, to make the problem um, with a connect to a solution. So what's fascinating about it is the whole dashboard is customized according to where it is purchased from. So let's say somebody buys a soil kit from ABC garden center, but another one buys it from XYZ garden center. And one person likes Espoma, but the other one prefers a different fertilizer. They both will identify the problems, but according to where they bought it from and what they carry in inventory, we'll connect to different fertilizers according to what's on the shelves in the store. All based off the guaranteed analysis. That is amazing. So ultimately, it kind of saves everybody this when they walk in, oh, I'm having a problem. And I can tell you, when it comes to, especially pHs, if it's really low, you've got to know how much, you don't want to be vague. You want, we've gotten to where we live in a society where there's a lot of fake news and we want scientific data to back things up in our decision-making. And, and this is that kind of test. We, we laugh all the time. It's the 23andMe of not only, you know, your DNA data, well, it's the 23andMe for your lawn. And not only that, so next to you, questions I get, how to be more productive, what do I do about um, in pests and disease? And the other mm-hmm. question I've got for the last two summers in a row, consistently, over, 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 what do I put on my organic lawn? Well, you don't want to, you don't really need it. The best things are water. Yeah, but what do I go to the store and buy and put on my, well, you could do this. You can add, comp- yeah, but what do I go to the store and buy? You know, add clover. Do nobody, all they want to know is what do I go to the store and buy? And you're adding, and you've got that too, solution. Like yeah. you are, you have nailed it. I keep thinking of Jason Bateman in, um, there's this movie Up in the Air with George Clooney and he introduces uh, Anna Kendrick and he's like, it's only a problem if you have the solution. And here today is Anna Kendrick to present the solution to us. Um, Especially with a lot of people, I actually get a lot of compost customers. Um, specifically, I have a lot in Colorado. And um, they actually will test their compost soil. And I can tell you this, and I'll say this, and I hope in an appropriate manner. Sometimes too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. And so I've had to call people up and say, that compost has an 8.9 pH. We're going to need to address this because I'm afraid that you've got a lot of really good things, but they're trapped. So you had good intentions, but the execution, it was a little off. And just a little tweak left and right, just a little knob makes all the difference. Yeah. I'm wondering if we have so much calcium because, right? Isn't that what I said was the highest? The calcium, yeah, 7,200. I mean, I don't know what calcium should be, but like none of the other numbers are anywhere near a thousand. But last summer I worked at a cafe and I took all their eggshells home, just oh like yes, 
five gallon bucket of eggshells every single day until finally Mike was like, stop in awe by the end of August. (laughs) It was so funny because like the cooks are looking at me like, what is she doing with all these eggshells? And Mike's looking at me like, what are they doing with all these eggs? And I didn't even take them all. Like I didn't even take the scrambled egg ones that they made before I came in. I just took the eggshells that they cooked while I was there during, but you know, it was a super busy restaurant and but it was, uh, I, I'm curious if that's what happened. That like, like what would our soil test look like last spring? Well, that's why I, you're, I mean, why, that's that. why the USDA recommends everyone does an annual soil sample. It's because everyone wants to monitor what they're doing and why they're doing it. And if they're doing the right thing. And so it's fun to see how, you know, you have garden recommendations that you maintain and do you keep, let's say you struggle, let's say you naturally struggle with a pH issue in your area. Okay. So let's say Montana, Colorado, there's a net, there is a natural pre-existing issue that you fight that is just naturally found in the soil. So what you can do is you can, you get the baseline, we call it a baseline. You go get your first soil sample, you get a baseline and then you look at it and you say, okay, this is what we should be doing. Let's do, you know, the recommendations come back. But then after the recommendations, that gives you an initial, okay, here's how we bring it up to optimal health to get it going. But that garden's going to need to continually feed. It's not a one and done and everything's magically gone away. So then you make some recommendations based off of what you've got to say, okay, you know, clearly we've got a potassium issue, pH. Every six months, let's do this, that, and the other. And then a year from now, go do another monitor test and see if your actions were too aggressive and tweak it. And that's what's so great about it is you tweak it just at this little sweet spot. And at that point, that soil begins to just really churn for you. And you're 7.8. And, and that's, that's for me, you know, in a garden, it's a six point, you know, 6.5 is that little sweet spot. So you're kind of starting to get on the edge of uncomfortable. So what do we do about that? Well, I mean, the knee-jerk reaction is to go get uh, a pH a product. Um, Espoma has one because, you know, hydrangeas and blueberries like to be brought down real low. So Espoma has a great acidifier product. I really like it. So that's what we need more acid? Mm-hmm. Oh. I, can, I can actually send you a link. It's a, I think it has a hydrangea on the front, actually, of the Espoma product. It's a good one. A lot of, um, I have a lot of people tell me that they've used it and they were very, um, very happy about it. And would we put that on now in the spring? Like after stuff's already been planted and everything? I I would def, you know, I would definitely have to see where the stages of your crops are. And I'd probably ask my agronomist a little bit further. I, you know, I'm a technical, I'm very, I'm very scientific. So when it comes to very technical questions, I like to run everything past my agronomy team. I'm looking at, yeah, see this one lowers the pH. It's organic soil acidifier. And you know, like, it even turn your hydrangeas a different color simply because of the pH and oh the blueberries oh it makes all the difference on a blueberry all the difference we have um our COO of the company was struggling with his blueberries so we went out and did a test and they like to be nice and sweet and low 
And so he struggled, I think, for two crops, just not getting that real deep flavor taste. And he went and made it at the Tweak, which our agronomists have a very specific one they like for blueberries. And he tweaked it right to that level with an acidifier. And he said it is the best blueberry season he's ever had. Oh, my no. listeners are going, that's what Jackie wants to grow, blueberries. Because last <laughs> summer, I put two blueberry plants in, and they didn't do very well. And I thought it was because of a lack of water, which it could have been a lack of water, but it could also be. But they're actually in a different place. Like, Mike and I, like, we might do another kit because um, we did the mini farm. And we didn't do our garden beds that are over by the house, whereas the mini farm is from... 2014 i think whereas the garden beds at the house you know we've been building that soil since 93 i mean 90 the 90s we didn't have running water for a long time so we just had little beds but the bed where my blueberries is one of the very first beds that mike ever built and well so I, i'm curious what the um what it looks like at the house compared to what i sent you which is from his mini farm Yes, I need, if, I'll tell you this, looking at if the blueberries were sitting where you took the soil sample, they would not be happy at all. Your pH is a 7.8 and that they would not be happy at all. Um, I just actually worked with. And I would, and I'll be surprised if it's not a very similar because, I mean, like I said, we basically do the same practices everywhere. So here's, here's a great example, Jackie. You had great intentions. You had probably a very good genetic blueberry. And you simply had the wrong soil chemistry to give it the optimal plant flavor and survival skills. So here's so, my other quick question for you. I went and put strawberries in that same bed. And do they want something different? And do yes. I want to move those strawberries? Yep, yep. yep. strawberries want bad thing. Blueberries. Yes, they want to be totally different. I would say strawberries. I have to go look. Strawberries probably want to be around 6.5. I have a chart for all of this. I do everything based off of the science. My, my lawn, my zoysia wants a 5.8. My blueberries want this. My strawberry want everything has a chart according to the plant species for me. I want to know how you're doing all this with four kids at home. <laughs> okay. So, so in this case, this year, because of COVID, nothing. I'm actually helping other people. So there was a huge surge that um, COVID created an environment where people wanted to do gardening. So I, um, actually my, one of my, actually one, let's see, my third daughter, her kindergarten teacher lives next to a park and she did three raised organic gardening beds. And I'll have to send you a picture. The whole Terry Cove playground kids are all learning this agronomy lesson. She's now a retired kindergarten teacher from her. And so I helped bring her the beds and so So I have to confess, this year was kind of about helping others do their garden rather than me doing my garden with my kids. So I kind of failed on that point because we went into survival skill of trying to do school. <laughs> oh, so you don't usually homeschool your kids. You are just right. homeschooling because of the pandemic. And how yeah. old are your kids? Are they young, old, all? I kind so, of saw a picture of them. So we're in the odd year this year. So the baby's seven then nine, 13, and 15. So they're just old enough to kind of be somewhat independent, but still young enough that I don't have a driver in the house. So they're all still all four dependent upon me. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that's a kind of a 
big range of kids. Like I imagine the 13 and the 15 year old are pretty good on their own, but the seven and nine year old probably need yes, quite five. a bit of super. I mean, I depend on my parents. If I didn't have such amazing parents and I don't know how some of them do it. I have one parent who has six kids uh. and four of them are kindergarten and under. Wow. And then there's the third grader in my room and the oldest sister. And then I have just, it's just crazy what these parents, you know, when we, I, there's things I love about it and I feel like we're learning, but I think that, you know, people have to just give themselves more grace. Teachers have to give themselves more grace. We have to adjust. We have to celebrate. Like I said, like, I'm so excited. My kids can chat with me on Google chat and they can send me and I don't have to go through their parents and be like, can you tell this person this? Or the parents can be like, you know, he's struggling with page 22. Can you just look at this? And I can quickly, you know, pop it up. Another thing my parents asked me for was an answer key. I never thought about posting an answer key, which I have mixed reservations about because I feel like some parents are just like saying, here, copy the answer key to the kids. And the kids like are coming to the class with their papers and they don't even know what they wrote there. And so I'm a little hesitant about that part, but it's all learning experience. At the, on the flip side, I'm sure. Then I've been like trying to make my own answer key instead of just using the teacher manual. I'm like, so I'll go through the paper and I'm like, what the heck is the answer here? And I go look at the answer key. So I can see, because um, you're like, what what is this question asking maybe? Or how do they do it? So I, I can, I, I think it's a lot on parents. Well, you know, it, I think it, we should cut back you know, not trying to do a brand new lesson every single day right now. And just, you know, eventually we're going to get there, but, you know, and teachers are based on test happened. scores. My principal's already worried about next year's test scores. Is his fourth grade teacher going to have to make up for my third graders missing out on fractions at the end? Because we just started fractions like March 2nd and shut down March 16th. And it's been yeah. very hard to teach fractions online. Yes, it is. But in some ways, so the COVID I've watched where number one, of course, the kids have like, my kids have socially, emotionally suffered. They, they love, they love social, they, they need it, you know? And so when I saw the picture from Miss Can of Orange Beach, she had her three little raised garden beds and to watch the kids flock to it, they all want to see life. They all want to see growth. They all want to get out and smell the fresh air. And they want to talk about how milkweed and then the caterpillars. And so in some ways, they're learning a different environment that they have this opportunity. They'll never have this opportunity ever again. You know, we're going to go back to school and things will move on. And they'll kind of look back and go, remember when we did virtual learning with COVID? And, and gardening has flourished for kids. And it's been exciting to watch that. Um, out there on Facebook and other different social learning platforms that they're doing with it. I'll send you some after this. It's really cute. It's really, it's really been interesting to see children respond to that. I'm so confused though. She's actually doing it with them in person or she's not, or this is since you reopened or. No, it's, it's it, here. Her backyard of her house doesn't have a fence and it backs up to their subdivisions playground. So the subdivision or the area of this uh, city is called Terry Cove, Orange Beach. And there's this little neighborhood park where the kids can go play just because, you know, the houses are across the street or down the road. And she has put her three organic raised garden beds in the back of her yard, but it's on the, like right there by the property line of the playground. And so the kids, 
it's instead of playing on the slide and the swing, they're, they're gravitating over to, to watch her raised beds develop and grow. Now I get it. Yeah, well, exactly. sure. Kids love to learn. Kids are, you know, you just got to find, they might not all be loving to learn geometry 101 on this day at this time, but kids love to learn and they love outdoors and they love gardens and just, um, they love to see things grow and they love science, certain parts of science. I mean, um, you know, depending on the kid, one kid will like magnets and one kid will like trees and one kid will like oceans and one kid will like earthquakes and, you know, but they all are interested, I think, in science. I even had a kid yesterday text me and said, can we still do this after school's out over the summer? And I was like, okay. <laughs> you've got my Google chat. It comes right to my phone now. So I, I had a good day yesterday. Yeah. So be careful when it comes to planting your blueberries. If you're doing in a raised bed, a lot of like raised bed soils will be at least a 6.5 and blueberries really want to go lower than that. Hydrangeas want to be really a lot lower than that. And they just don't taste good after all that work. They just won't taste good. So kind of put them off in their own little area and then let's do an acidifier to make sure it's at a sweet spot. I'll work with you off on the side to make sure you're hitting the right uh, pH on that. Awesome. So maybe I'm wondering, should I move the blueberries and not move the strawberries? Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Well, anything else? Um, I'm sure there's a million things. Farmers can talk for days about a million different things here, there, and everywhere. But um, <laughs> what do you mean about soil care? Or do you want to talk about your website or... How people yes. Find okay. So I'll tell you this. So a couple of things. So it's soilkit.com, S-O-I-L-K-I-T.com. And you can purchase it there. And um, what's coming is um, we're about to do this afternoon. We have our wildlife um, plot category launching. And then also by, let's see, I think within the month, we are actually having a, where you know how you, your camera will hook up and it automatically loads. So there's a QR code that is on the bag. It is not necessarily, you can use it without it. So there's like a code on it. So let's say we did a Jackie organic kit for you. Um, we would do J-A-C-K, everything is programmed. But I, I always put a QR code because I don't want human error in the process. So when it gets to the lab, it's just zapped. And so what we're doing in the registration online process, it says, okay, enter your kit code here, but there's also going to be a button in like, I think a week and a half or two weeks where you push the button and you just simply take your phone and put it over the bag and it bloop, puts all that information automatically into the registration process for you. Then we're going to be launching the geolocate feature so that let's say you're physically sitting in the yard. It will say, are you currently standing where you're doing your garden? You say yes. And it goes, are you here? And it auto populates a Google satellite imagery for you. And at that point you can kind of drop the pins there without having to put a bunch of information. We're trying to make this as simple, quick, fast, and easy, but at the same time, just techie fun. I mean, techie fun, where we can gather as much and make it as simple and as technical as you want. Some people are like, oh, well, I have 5,500 square feet, and they click through next. Well, that, that, that may affect whether or not you buy one bag of fertilizer or two. So are you really a 5,500 square feet, or are you more like 3,000, and you're spending too much money, and you're also putting out too much product? 
So we're trying to make this as really techy fun on the other side of it as possible too. And I totally guessed on how big our place is. I have no <laughs> idea. Cause I didn't do that points thing. I don't remember it asking me or it might've, and I might've just clicked no or something. I don't know. I, for one thing, like one thing I'm going to say, there was some yellow slip of paper and I entered that number. And then I had to like go back and change the whole thing. Cause then I saw it was the number on the paper bag and not on the yellow slip of paper. <laughs> they should have been the same number. Uh, yeah well I would have thought and because it's like don't forget to register and I just figured it was and then when I looked at the paper bag it wasn't I was like and maybe that's how I ended up with the garden thing <laughs> the lawn thing instead of the garden thing because maybe I entered the wrong it was that it was the number on the yellow paper I was supposed to use uh, my bag didn't match the yellow paper or whatever I don't know I just love the paper bag thing like that was so cool like to be able to so, and it had like the little line so it was easy to get the four little different places on the property and Mike went out there and he's like all right go here and he was kind of like talking me through where to go and I'm sure I took a video of it and posted it on Instagram yeah. which is what, where I that? post everything usually I'm sure What's I took a video of me doing it and posted it probably on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere What's so fascinating, though, is I was at my Gigi's house. So she's my grandmother. She's 86. And um, so they are sweet potato farmers. And I went out to her house, and I was doing a radio show for a garden center out in Nevada. And while I was there, she was listening to me. And she goes, now, your big pawpaws soil sample bags are here somewhere. I, that bag looks just like big pawpaws. And it just is so, I just made me smile to know that, the the technology behind the soil sample has it, where we are today with soil kit is amazing it is just light years it is digital the api and the cloud and everything just talks in this very technologically engineering language but at the end of the day the brown paper bag is still the same because the soil is still the same that part of the process is not changing it is a brown bag. This is what the farmer does. And this is what homeowners should be doing. And to hear her talk about something that, let's see, would have been in the 70s or 80s. And now we're in 20, you know, that's almost 40 years. And that brown bag is still the same. And also, like, the other that's all pre-labeled. I didn't have to address anything. It was paid for. Like, I just did it. Took it to the post office. Went through the drive through Threw it in the slot. And it <laughs> was, got, like, it was just so easy and mike is like why did we not buy a ring gauge i forgot i don't think i did ever take any pictures of that ring gauge but he is like especially this week like he's just tickled pink over that ring gauge he's like look at this and knowing how much water we're getting and i even posted an assignment for the kids what because it's right along with this week we're doing tape diagrams or whatever how to read a vertical i mean it is like so perfect yep yep it it, but the know. easy, 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 it, it just doesn't get any easier. And the shovel, I love the shovel, is like the, my favorite shovel. That is USA Because it's like got that, um, it, it, it's like, it, I can't explain it, but it's like got a sharp angle. So it's really good for getting into tight quarters. And it's, it's super heavy duty. Maybe, I don't know where my last three shovels, but we have three <laughs> shovels down there that the handles, like you put it on and it digs for three minutes and the handle falls off. And then like, I even saw Mike the other day, just digging with the metal thing and like cutting his finger because that's the trail that was in the bed. And I was like, do you want to just put these two marigolds in for me? And there he is. Like, it is nice and heavy duty. 
Well, it is. So how we did the test on that. So that is a USA made stainless steel trowel. So it's very nice. But what I did is I lined up about 20 trowels and I went to my sister and I took her to a very dry St. Augustine lawn. And I said, I want you to do a stool sample of this yard. She broke trowels. She was stepping on trowels. She had a, we'd even tried one of the plastic ones. We tried everything. And she said, now I can, and she picked up that one and which is a great manufacturer. I love it. Um, it's actually Mitch's company. He makes them for me. And she took it and she sliced through that St. Augustine stolen system, went right where she needed to do as quickly and painless as possible. And dad even said the same thing. He's like, if you're going to sell a trowel, you better sell the best trowel. So we have the soil kits without trowel for $29.95 and we have the ones with trowel for $39.95. So in essence, you're getting a $10 stainless steel USA made trowel. It's an amazing value. It really is. And you get to keep it. Yeah. And it all comes in this easy little box. It came really fast. I got my results back in like three days. So you're getting the trowel, you're getting the shipping, you're getting the results. Like it's all in one. I don't think you're going to get a better deal from this anywhere. Like from what I've seen out there on what it costs for testing and then to get it back and then to have you help us. And we got to go because my other interview is about to start, but I just want to thank you so much for sharing with us and helping us. And I know listeners are going to be interested and maybe we can jump on another call again in the future. Sure. Um, especially after if I take like the blueberry thing or figure that out and send it back to you. So I'm going to send you some pictures and I'm going to send you some blueberry information. We'll get you going. Awesome. Christina, thank you so much for being an amazing rock star millennial and for sharing with our listeners and for coming on the show today and just being so eloquent and gracious and for all you do for making our world a better place for helping save the Gulf of Mexico from people putting extra chemicals on there for sharing your knowledge and your passion and, and coming up with a solution to this project. That's awesome. Problem that people are definitely facing. Like I said, this has been a big theme on my show. Like I can still hear Todd Uluzio, who was my interview number two, talking about like just how valuable a soil test is. Like it's just going to save you so much time and labor. Like you said, people, I mean, it can increase your production by 30%. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. And any of your listeners, if they have any questions, they can email us at info at soilkit.com or give us a ring at 877-SOILKIT. We're here to help. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. Thanks, Jackie. Appreciate it. Get your copy of the Organic Oasis Guidebook available today from Amazon. It's got 12 lessons designed to help you create your own Organic Oasis um, it starts with healthy soil. It talks about building an earth-friendly landscape. It helps you understand the difference between annuals and perennials and how to bring in beneficial insects. It talks about fruit trees and just um, all the lessons that I've learned on my podcast mixed with what Mike and I have done here. Okay. What Mike has done here at Mike's Green Garden and just um, I hope that it will help you on your garden journey uh, to create, like I said, your own organic oasis um, where you can have healthy food and enjoy, um, you know, a very special place. And most of all, it's good for Mother Earth. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? 
If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening and remember, grow local.